Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, October 4, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Lots of stuff, lots of stuff to discuss on the docket today. And by the way, before we even get rolling, this is a copy of what on the docket looks like. It's the morning newsletter that I've converted over to. Got a lot of information in there. This morning, we had an interesting poll. And the poll was, what is your biggest problem in trading? Finding trades, getting stopped out, staying in the trade to target, FOMO and chasing, same category, which time frame to trade from. And the results are very interesting. What I'm going to do is publish the results in tomorrow's version of On the Docket with an explanation and, of course, what to do about it. So if you're not subscribed to On the Docket, go over to onthedocket.mystrategicforecast.com and sign up and you'll get a copy each morning. There's good stuff in here. Wait till you see the Remix section tomorrow. Let's talk about the S&P. We'll use the SPY daily chart. They came short, meaning up short, of the 200-period moving average. That was yesterday. Today was what we call a bounce day. Now, from an intraday perspective, it's slightly different. I did everything except stand on my head this morning saying, hey, if they get over X, meaning a number, we'll call it the pivot. It was the pivot and they stay above the pivot. You have an opportunity for the shorts to have to cover a little bit, get a little bit of an intraday squeeze. And that did happen today. They don't make it easy. We talk about it all the time in the live room, but we lay out the schematic. I'll get to inside the numbers later and you'll see what numbers were written there and you'll see where the market went to today. You'll see all that. What's more important is what they actually didn't do during the regular session today, but they did do overnight. It was really a case of the thieves in the night and this morning... And we'll just flip over here real quick at 7.55 a.m. Forget about the average thieves in the night. I'm going to show you this in a moment. As market bounced back and turned green, this one is looking more like a Lufthansa heist. Anybody that's seen the movie Goodfellas will be familiar with the Lufthansa heist. What exactly am I referring to? All right, well, let's date back to yesterday. 4.18.30 was an important spot. It's always a give or take, but that's the general area. Where does that come from? Let's get a reminder going. That was one place that it came from. And if you date back, you could see where the market thought this stuff was important. This 4.18.30 general area was important before. You can see where they couldn't get above. Now, again, not to the penny here, but this was the last point. This was essentially the last point which creates the most recent breakout area. Now, what am I talking about the overnight stuff? Well, let's go over to the futures chart for a moment. Here's a picture of the Dece or December ES futures contract. And right now, the futures are at 42.93 and change, give or take. We're going to use that number for a moment. What was today's low? Today's low was 42.35.50. For those of you on the current math program, that's 58 S&P points, 58 handles as they're called. 
Now we're back on the SPY. Let's take the closing price today at 424.66. And instead of subtracting 58 points, we reduce it down to spider numbers. So it's basically $5.80. And when you subtract that, you come out with 418.86, give or take a little bit. And there's your area. They actually did get through the 200 period moving average. If you hypothesize this for the overnight session, they got almost to the place. Sometimes they come up short. Other times they spike them through back to the ES. There's your bottom three o'clock in the morning. And there's your Lufthansa heist, roughly 60 S&P handles off the bottom. That's what we would have been looking for, give or take, in terms of, quote-unquote, a decent move if they did it during the regular session. But that's pretty much the way it works. First thing I did this morning in the live room was harp on this. Then I gave the traders in the live room the number that they have to get above in order to, for the bull case to really get underway. What was that number? We'll get to that in a few moments. Where do we go from here in terms of the daily chart and the SPY? Well, for the bull case, they need follow through. They can't fail tomorrow, come right back down. All that does is begin to create a bearish pattern and then it opens the door for them to go get for 1830, give or take. If there is follow through, you can get a secondary push higher and they can begin working their way back to at least make it look like they're going to run a test of the neckline of the head and shoulders pattern. They don't have to, but generally speaking, and I've said this already half a dozen times, it's unlikely they're going to get to the target down here at 406.65, give or take, before at least trying to suck back in the bulls on the way back up to test the neckline before failing. Now, if they don't fail and they get above the neckline, then the whole thing's off the table. But that's generally the way it works. They never make it that easy on the shorts. They always issue a conveyor belt of pies in the face. Let's skip around a little bit. Here's the 10-year bond yield. I told you 489. Today's high was exactly 488.4. Pretty close, not bad for a rookie. I think I did give you the five-year, 4885 was my number. They did hit that one. They got to a high of 4875 and pulled back. So you see what happens. The theory of once the bond yields got to a place where they were going to react in the other direction, the equity markets would since also react in the other direction. That whole schematic seems to be taking hold at least for today it did so it proves the point that that was a valid schematic and theory not rocket science just bringing it to the forefront on a follow-through day what would be the next big time target how about write this down put it on a sticky note 427.50 doesn't have to be the end of the road it's just the next big time target that would be like an attractant it's like a magnet, draws price in, also overhead resistance, expect a bull bear battle there, all that stuff, 427.50. What about inside the numbers? Did anybody make money today? We had longs, we had shorts, we had longs, we had something for everybody, no doubt about it. Right out of the chute, looks can be deceiving, it's a wake up flat kind of situation, but with a twist, talking about the thieves in the morning, Thieves in the night. So right out of the shoot this morning, that was on my mind. 
on the docket. 10-year treasury bond situation up here, all that stuff. You can read that, pause the video, go back to the notes. You know the routine, double check the work. If they were going to go lower, here's the gateway to lower prices, 418.50, give or take. The actual is 418.31. So they even did the give part of the 418.50 in the overnight session. Whether or not I had that to the exact penny or not was based on today's close. Might have moved around a little bit. Could have been slightly lower, but I know they didn't get to 418.31. Let's see what we have as the day gets underway. You already saw that post, Lufthansa Heist. Is there a situation at 9.15? This is where we're looking for where's the morning trade? What do we got? They're hovering around the bull side spot mentioned earlier that was in the previous notes. The flip side and hint we don't need to look down for a while is getting above 4.2250. So this number was identified and put on the board at zero dark 30 and you'll see it over and over again on the board. 422.50. Above, the door opens for some other stuff. We'll get to that. Below, it does not. But below, there's an opportunity, right? We have a gap. And then if they spike the gap, we have a number below the gap. Therefore, it creates a zone for a bounce back in the other direction. Hence, a long side trade. Moving right along for a moment. 9.35. Staying above the pivot. That's 4.22.50. You can see that right here at 9.30. That's the pivot. That's the spot. 4.23.40 is the target above the pivot. Let's take a break for a minute because we think better in pictures. So you can see the horizontal line down here is 4.22.50. The one above is 4.23.40. They came up a few pennies short. Traders in the live room are absolutely trained to exit the trade before the target before the actual number because we don't want to run into this where they come right back down and shake you out without getting a profit you don't want to be chasing your profit away on the way down why am i explaining this because traders above 422.50 some of them hopped right on board and wrote it up for a nice early morning scalp trade and our scalps are not two points they're five to seven points or more this one was eight and change where did they come back to 422.50. Did we have some traders that shorted up there? Yes, we did. Wasn't basically on my direction, but they did it anyway. They know the numbers. They're comfortable with the situation. We have something for everybody. And as you can see, 943, that's why we exit in front of numbers, sell into strength. It's all about 422.50. Getting below the pivot, 422.50, the door opens for the gap, 421.67, down to 421, give or take. Bounce back area if they did it. Now, what I explained to traders in the live room was, and I do this all the time, we know this if you've been in there for any length of time, you have to exercise patience. You wait. You wait for them to give you the thing you want. You don't chase it around and you don't guess. So we waited for that area. And you can see here, the lower line is 421. They came down, they did it, they bounced. They gave some scalp trades to many traders. They reached some havoc, came down again. But that was certainly support at the end of the day. They ended up ricocheting just from beneath 421 all the way up essentially for the rest of the day. Back tested what? Yesterday's close right here, 421.67, the gap. They have to stay above the gap 
to make anything at all happen. And then above 422 is where a squeeze or at least an intraday mini squeeze can ensue. They tried it once here midday, and then by the end of the day, they did it again after a pullback. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Let's just see, for example, what else we had in terms of targets. How about 1041? Unfinished business at 423.40 because they missed it earlier. So that was still on the board. And the next place would still be 424.30. How you doing? You like apples? It pays to know your numbers. You don't necessarily know exactly which number is going to reject the market down 20 points or 10 points. But what you do know is you have to exit at a number and it's not going to be that easy for them to just waltz on through under normal garden variety market conditions most numbers most of the time. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here, including today's prize. While the prize would be 425.80, give or take, it's not likely today unless they get above and confirm above 424.30. That was the last line of defense before this number. Now, they almost got there today. It doesn't have to happen today, but if there's a squeeze operation, you never know. 425.80. There's 425.80. Close today, but no cigar. But from all the way down where they were this morning, that's not a bad call hours before. There's a method to the madness. If you're any kind of an intraday trader and you're flying blind, you don't know the numbers, you don't know where to get the numbers from, you don't know how to figure out the numbers, then come over and give it a try. We've got the numbers. Camp IWM today, we had in the live room also some IWM numbers. We always have Q numbers, IWM, SMH. We got anything you want in there. We go through numbers on a lot of different charts, a lot of different stocks, markets, commodities, anything traders want to look at, we look at, we figure out the numbers, we look at the charts, we learn all morning long. That was today's number in the IWM, 169.91. We had some traders that picked up along in the IWM down there. How you doing? Now you get into the scenario of it's all the same market. If everything's going to bounce together and they have follow through tomorrow or through the end of the week or whatever it's going to be, all the markets are going to likely trade together, not to the same magnitude intraday, but for the most part, they'll trade together. Now, looks can be deceiving also because this is a nice tail candle, but the IWM, unlike the spiders, which were up about seven tenths of a percent today, three bucks, they were only up eight pennies. They were flat on the day for the most part from yesterday's close. So they did make a new low, nice tail candle but they really didn't have any kind of rally from yesterday's close. So that's a little bit of a red flag. Could be a fake-out operation. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. What about the folks down at the Transportation Department? Buttigieg's crew. Not the same as the IWM, but not that much different. It's kind of a tweener. What's a tweener in between the IWM and the SPY? They were up about a third of a percent today. They did make a new low, but no great shakes. They're still capped by that 200-period moving average. So again, beware of the fake-out operation. This is my favorite canary in the coal mine, and therefore, if the transports were up like 1% today, 1.25%, they were leading the spiders, and they had relative strength, 
then I would be looking at it differently. That may happen tomorrow, but it didn't happen today. And we take the market each and every day at what's called face value. What about the Q people? Good day for the Q people, up one and a third percent. But again, it's still making a bearish, nothing much going on-ish pattern underneath these moving averages. You got the 20 moving downwards, sloping into the 100 period moving average. This is still a bearish setup, notwithstanding one positive day. You need follow through. You need to string a couple, three positive days together. Otherwise, this thing's just going to continue to fail. And when I say this thing, it's not just the cues, it's all of them. Same routine for the financials. This was a relief rally. Nothing more, nothing less just yet. From an intraday perspective, the writing was on the wall. From a daily chart perspective, it's a relief rally. Nothing more, nothing less just yet. Keep in mind, you have a gap down here in the XLF. The gap is at 32.10. What's today's low? It's above that. Today's low is 32.21. So are they going to leave the gap alone for a while and bounce? Or is this a fake out operation? They're coming right back to get the gap. And if they do, it's likely lower. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Smash mouth. Same routine as a lot of the other stuff. Good day today, up over two bucks, one and a half percent, but it's just a bounce in a downtrend. It's a positive day, but below all these moving averages up there, the 20, 150, there's no dice until they break this chain. How do they break the chain? They really have to get above 148 to get anything positive and realistic going for the bull case. Hey. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.